the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal, but take part ourselves. Yep, when they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Ross Blotcher. And I'm Carrie Poppy, and it's Ross Blotcher's birthday! Hey! Happy I'm, birthday! Thank you. I'm You're 38 now. Whoa, you did it. 38 orbital completions around the sun. Wow. Before we get to Hoff Topic... Mm. <laughs> we should pretty good. Pretty good. We should talk about Max Fun Drive. Max Fun Drive. Because if this all went as planned, you're probably getting this episode on the last day of Max Fun Drive. Woohoo! Because Friday's the last day, right? I think so. I think they allow you to go into Saturday. Yeah, I think you're kind of grandfathered in. It's, well, I guess it'd be grandchilded in if you go through the um through the weekend after. Well, it's not too late. That's what we're saying. Mm-hmm. You can still support us, and now is a great time to do that. Speaking of which, we just got an update on our Max Fun Drive totals. Excellent. I haven't heard it yet, so you're hearing me hear it for the first time. Okay. For our show, for new and upgrading members, we are at... 3,273. <gasps> oh, excellent. Which means we get to kick off the Bob Larson exorcism yes. series. Yeah. It's not just excellent, it's exorcism. <laughs> hey, I like it. <laughs> so we're not anywhere close yet to the McCamey Manor. No. People are like, oh, I don't know. Maybe Ross shouldn't do that. So I don't know. What are you willing to say if we get to 4,000? I have to go. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was going to say. Maybe we put up some polls and let our listeners decide if we do the semen Uh, thing. It's like one mind. I was just thinking the same thing. Leave it up to them. So for all of you who are like, I don't want Roz to go and die or be traumatized for life. (laughs) Yeah, you'll get a say and we can do something else disgusting. (laughs) Carrie doesn't think so. Uh, Oh, about cum? Sperm. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Salty soup. Okay. It's salty soup. It's a little gummy, but if you took a salty soup. Are you expecting any of your words to have an effect on my perception? (laughs) This is supposed to sound better. So you take a salty soup. I know what sperm is. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like Uh cornstarch. Like um, maybe half a teaspoon of cornstarch mm-hmm. to like you know and then and to your sperm amount and then it's yes it's just like a sort of gelatinous salty soup it's you, fine you're having fun it's fine <laughs> you're gonna love it uh, well whatever your motivation please uh help us out now this is a great time and it helps make this podcast possible and we're so thankful to everyone who has upped and supported us. Yeah. We know this is a really tough time. It's a tough time for all of us. And we've all been asked to make sacrifices for the common good. Mm -hmm. We know that some people, those sacrifices are huge. But... At its best, Max Fun Drive is a demonstration of what we can do when we come together. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to celebrate that right now. Absolutely. And joining Max Fun is quick and easy. You just visit maximumfund.org slash join. You'll see all the different levels and the thank you gifts that we can offer with each level. And you'll get all that great bonus content, y'all. And the, the library of bonus content is massive. Ma- it's like the Library of Congress at this point. Yeah. Don't quote me. 
but it's just $5 a month to get into that sweet library. Your library at home is probably closed right now, but you can get into the Max Fun Library and get just as much information. And at $10 a month, you get to choose which cool enamel pin you get from your favorite show. Hell yeah, ours is very good. And you'll join the pin sale so you can buy other pins Mm -hmm. if you're a pinaholic. And at $20 a month, you get the Max Fun Custom Game Pack with Max Fun Dice in a velvet bag with the Rocket logo. And you get a deck of custom Max Fun playing cards. Those all have cool podcast-inspired designs on them. You'll be the coolest kid on your block. Hell yeah. And check all of this out and more at MaximumFun.org slash join. Fantastic. All right. Well, let's talk about Wim Hof, our warm friend. (laughs) Uh, Do you remember that term? El hombre frío. Our warm friend. No. The uh, excited redheaded guy was saying that when he got into the tub because that's something that Wim Hof will often say is, ah, cold water, my warm friend. Oh, okay. I I went a little more Russian there than... (laughs) Than he does. The redhead who was the first to go, the eager guy? He wasn't the first to go. He was one of the first to go. Okay. No, I didn't remember that. He's got a lot of catchy little phrases, and that's one of them is referring to the cold water as my warm friend. Yeah, so is this scientific? Yay? Nay? (laughs) Describe it in one word. Uh, Okay, mixed. Mixed. I would say. That seems right. Oh, goodness. Yeah. How, how to break this down? There's so many components. Again, the Wim Hof method is a combination of breathing exercises, cold tolerance, and, and commitment. Commitment, right. That's, or meditation or something. That's the other of the third pillars. Uh, but within those kind of two pillars that make real scientific claims, there's a lot of little mini claims. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about quite a variety of them off and on throughout our coverage so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, welcome back. Hopefully you've listened to the first three parts. Mm-hmm. I know I have. Another one of Wim Hof's little phrases is, a cold shower a day keeps the doctor away. Oh, See, see, hang on. You were expecting an apple. Yeah, I hate apples. I don't like cold showers. And I go to the doctor a lot. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, we've we've learned something. (laughs) Confirmed. Um, No. Uh, Yeah, I mean, that's one of those things where, like, you could get away with being like, I was being cheeky. Of course, I didn't mean that literally. But you could also take the credit if oh. someone were like, yeah, good yeah point. that's why I don't go to the doctor because I do Wim Hof, you know. But you hear that a lot from people who are involved with the method. They say, oh, man, I haven't gotten sick in so long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I feel like I hear that from people in life all the time, no matter Me what too. they do or whatever they're into. It's just they'll say, oh, I have hardly ever get sick. It's been so long since I've been sick. And I attribute it to this one thing I happen to be singing the praises of right, right now. Right, exactly. I'm a Scientologist. I almost never get sick. I will admit, hear this a lot from vegans. You got to stop it, y'all. You got to stop it. You got to stop it. I guess the last time I was sick was uh, mid-February because it was right before this whole COVID situation Mm. started. And it was just enough that I was like worried. Is that what I had? I'm getting an antibody test soon. So, Oh, sweet. I uh, took one from SciTech. Yeah. Did I tell you that? Yeah, that's right. You did. No no antibodies, right? No antibodies at that point. This oh. was a couple months ago, though. Now. Okay. Okay. We've all been inside for so long. Yeah, seriously. Uh, so they do make these claims about immunity. Mm-hmm. And in one of the books here, the one that's co-written by Wim Hof and Kohn de Jong called The Way of the Iceman, they're like... <sighs> They're so careful and not careful at the same time. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of when we go places and they say, now I'm not making any claims, but some people have said it cures cancer. 
Right. Oh, what are you saying? Right, like, right. It, all you're saying is don't sue me, but yes, it cures cancer. That's what you're saying. Right. It's saying that. And also, you know, if you wanted to cure cancer, then I'm talking to you and I'm saying yes. But for everyone responsible listening who... <laughs> Right. Who's going to push me on that claim? Well, uh, not proven. Right, right. And now if you die of cancer because you did this instead of getting chemo, that's I'm not on responsible. You. Yeah. Yep. No, thank you. Anyway, so there's quite a bit of that in the latter half of this book where mm. it, he'll say, they'll say something really careful, you know, like, now we would never say that this cures cancer. <laughs> Page 86. <laughs> Wim has never claimed he can cure cancer. He would never say that. At the end of our last episode, we played a clip where he essentially said that there you go so you know they'll tell us that and then tell us about like but there was someone who uh you know kind of was able it it appears did the wim hof method and now got a little better didn't completely recover but it did seem to you know uh. yeah well anytime you get wim hof going uh he's gonna say a few things and oh goodness he you know he's so passionate and he's just a little crazy and that's part of his appeal and he'll mm-hmm. he'll just start to get loud and his arms flail around above his head and he'll just kind of say these wild things and you kind of want to just brush them aside and say, ah, well, you're just excited. And also you're speaking in a language that is not your first language. He's got, oh, sure. he's got many languages. And so I'm impressed that he can talk about scientific studies and, yeah, that's um, true. you know, a lot of these terms, inflammation, you know, if I was to try to talk about any of this in German, ich würde wie ein Idiot Klingen. <laughs> I would sound like an idiot. So, you know, you want to you want to give him a lot of leeway mm-hmm. for that. Because obviously, you know, he's a smart guy. Um, but but yeah, he'll say these things like I was just hearing him on the Joe Rogan podcast and he was saying, Yeah, we have we've cured depression. Oh like, wow. Very assertively. Like Oh wow, yeah. full stop. Yeah. It, it it sounded like a Scientology statement, like we are the only ones who can handle crime. Ah, uh, right. And it's like well, we have we have solved depression. And I've gone a- external to the five thousand level. <laughs> we are stratospheric. <laughs> yeah, and and just all these bold claims, especially about autoimmune diseases. That's another one that comes up a lot. Right. And that ranges from claims about. I was just reading in Scott Carney's book a story about a guy with Parkinson's mm. who feels that he's improved, even even though obviously it's still he's struggling. So so it's not like a full recovery. Mm-hmm. Still, he feels that the Wim Hof breathing is giving him daily more active hours. Okay, um, maybe. You hear about it with Crohn's. You hear about it with... Yep, yeah, right here, Crohn's disease. Uh, it says, page 95, there's evidence that the Wim Hof method can keep the disease at bay. Okay. I, of course, I looked up online just to see if anyone was talking about it with eczema. Mm, oh, right. Because you got that. Right. So definitely I've seen that written a few places. And there was one guy who had a two-part YouTube series where he had started doing the Wim Hof method and he had splotches all over his skin. And it turned out later he realized he had maybe not celiac disease, but like a gluten sensitivity. So this was related to that. But he did find that it was helpful um, doing the method. And he was shown kind of his before and after. Anyways. Or that was his interpretation of the events. Yeah. But then kind of once he realized what his actual diagnosis was, it didn't seem quite as strong of a sales pitch for eczema. Uh. And we'll get into it in more detail. I've been using the Wim Hof method now using their app for 20 days. This is my 20th cold shower in a day. Your 20th cold shower in a day? My 20th daily cold shower in a row. Wow. Yeah, it hasn't magically cleared up my eczema. Starting out 38 strong, though. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to do this your entire 38th year? No. Oh, 
It should seems I? like a thing you would do. I was toying with how long I should do this. Uh-huh. I'll get into the app more, but I'm either going to get the next round of badges that comes with getting. Oh, right. Because who, yeah. who needs stinking badges? I do. Uh, <laughs> or or maybe I'll do it until I get sick again. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so I can be obnoxious and be like, oh, I've been doing Wim Hof Method and I haven't gotten sick in so long. Oh, sure, sure. But yeah, I'll tell you about my adventures with the app later. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, I want to note a very funny little passage in the Iceman where they're talking about Crohn's disease. Yeah. This is neither here nor there, but one of the people who participated in the Wim Hof Method in order to treat his Crohn's disease, in his mind at least, described Crohn's disease this way. Well... I have an extreme right-wing intestinal wall. It attacks everything that's foreign, and that leads to inflammation. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Very funny. There's a man who's prominently featured on the Wim Hof uh, YouTube channel, and I've seen him, I think, in the Goop episode. There's so much Wim Hof stuff I've been watching, so it's hard to separate everything. But he had uh, Guillain-Barre syndrome. Oh, right. And his doctors were saying he was pretty close to death at one point. Oh, wow. And he really credits the Wim Hof method for getting his life back. Oh, wow. And he does it every day and does the, the cold baths. And he's in his 60s, or at least he was when he was doing these videos. Uh, so, yeah, lots of stories about some very serious conditions. Yeah. And if you just hear those in a vacuum, you think, whoa, okay, but sounds good. These but- are testimonials, essentially. Right. We're all, we are all not even that good of judges of our own experience. Right. Uh, which is why we have trials where we isolate variables. And- because sometimes there are spontaneous remissions mm-hmm. and sometimes other things are factors that we aren't even considering or thinking about. Yeah. Maybe it's the Scientology in your life that actually <laughs> Probably. That's, that's our answer. Speaking of which, sorry to interrupt yeah. again, but they just sent me the LA Org Newsflash, Issue 2, Volume 1. And I'm just, Ooh. I'm floored because we talked before on the podcast about them sending me mail and that's what finally got them to stop. And what, what was finally? Oh, Scientology. Like, you know, we had posted a few of the letters that they had sent oh, me. Oh, I see. And I they see. finally took me off their mailing list, but I don't know what they're doing. Not just quite every mailing list. Every now and then they just say, oh, oh, we got to mail more people. <laughs> Let's bring out all the addresses we can find. So, wow. so I've got my fresh uh, LA Org newsletter. Look happy. She doesn't. She's the senior director of processing at the LA Org. Huh. Now the woman on the back, she looks happy. Well, she's reading a book. Oh, yeah. it's an L. Ron Hubbard. Book, oh, though. no wonder. Studying the basics has sped up my bridge progress tremendously. <laughs> you start talking like L. Ron Hubbard when you read. I know, too like many who of his wrote, read that and was like. Oh, yeah, that's quotable. People will get that. Oh, can I read The Glorious State of Clear? Please. I finally did it. I am free. (laughs) I can't even express the pure joy and excitement I have for life. What was once dead and lifeless is now filled with beauty and life. I feel like I'm a thousand miles high. Oh, no. (laughs) Deep in space. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But not quite to the moon. When I first started this adventure, I felt like the spark of joy in my life was missing. I knew the one and only solution was to get in session and move up the bridge. Mm -hmm. Here I am, only a few months later, and I'm clear. I feel like I have my life back. This gift is once in an eternity, and I'm so thankful for the opportunity to have climbed the mountain. Who's that attributed to? (laughs) A.C. That's short for A. Clear. Oh, man. Uh, good old Scientologist. Impossible to fact check on every level. <laughs> right. A.C. Self-reported. Arthur C. Clark. 
if you haven't heard our Scientology investigation, go back. You'll love it. Yeah. It's long. It is. But good. Uh, well, anyway, there are some other things that Wim Hof's method may help or maybe not. I don't know. Who knows? But we're going to mention them in this book. Okay. You got depression, of course. Mm-hmm. They've cured that. Autism. Schizophrenia. Hmm. Oh, wow. Um, autism. I haven't heard that one. It's kind of glossed over, though. It's like, well, there are behavioral disorders like autism and schizophrenia that are common among autoimmune diseases, and autoimmune diseases may or may not be helped. You know, it's just all yeah. It seems whenever backdoored whenever in. someone asks Wim Hof about one of these things, you know, just insert any condition, and he'll just say, "Yeah, sure, sure. Like, why not that? Well, I just believe generally in life, if you use this method, your body will be healthier. You'll be. I, I think his catchphrase is uh, healthier, stronger, happier. Ah, nice. You know, and that that's what he's all about. He wants to make the world a healthier happier stronger place and you know he wants to spread love to anybody and and i think he's just so excited about this method that mm-hmm. whenever whenever you ask him just the gut response is well yeah of course it'll make that better it'll make anything right. better it makes me want to make up a disease and say it to him and see if he's like yes yeah. that too absolutely of course and he's sincere I think I mm-hmm. like he even strikes me as kind of a compulsive truth teller. Oh, yeah. Which, I get what you mean. Yeah. Which I love, you know, like I feel a kinship for that. Like when someone one example is on the Joe Rogan show, uh, he was mentioning that he only eats one meal a day and he's been doing that for 30. Joe? Wim Hof. Wim. Oh, OK. So Wim Hof mm-hmm. eats one meal a day at like six o'clock p.m. Mm-hmm. And Joe Rogan said, oh, wow. So you've been doing that for like three decades. And Wim Hof says, OK, actually, today was like the first <laughs> time in 30 years. But yes, I did have breakfast <laughs> because I was on a plane from the Netherlands to here. And so the time differential. So, OK, so I did have some breakfast today. <laughs> but yes, normally it's just the one meal a day. And and I like that because that tells yeah. me like, oh, I don't want to just make broad sweeping statements. Yep. My brain focuses on those counterexamples. So I don't think he's being dishonest. I think he's just evangelistic about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. And everybody's limited in their own view. And he's seen people do amazing things. He's pushed people to do amazing things. And one thing I've learned from all of this is that, yeah, if you just kind of push yourself, you'll do things that will really impress you. Yeah, it reminds me of speed reading that way. The ah. takeaway from speed reading was like, no, seriously, you can probably read faster than you think. <laughs> yeah. Not as fast as we're telling you, but faster than you probably think. And if that motivates you, then awesome. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of our Wim Hof observations will boil down to that. If it inspires you mm-hmm. to kind of do more and get out there, you know, whether it's in the cold or not, you're doing something and that's good. And proving to yourself that you have stamina you didn't believe you had. Yeah. Great. There is a really phenomenal book called Snake Oil Science that I read a few months ago. Yeah. That's just about alternative medicine through the lens of the placebo effect and what that means and what it doesn't mean. Mm. That it doesn't entirely mean this is all junk. It means it works on this in this one very specific way. And if you're okay with that, fine. Mm -hmm. But if you want it to like treat a bacterial infection, you're going to want to know, no, that's not what we're doing here. Ah, yeah. But the book also makes this really great point that, you know, we used to think that the human limit on how fast we could run the mile was five minutes right that was like that was the quickest you could possibly do Mm -hmm. and then people started beating it 
And then a bunch of people started beating it because it just it proved to us all like, oh, OK, wait, the threshold was lower than we thought. Right. And yeah. uh, and so a similar thing can happen with these methods and these alternative medicine practices where they they basically defy what you thought you knew about yourself. Mm-hmm. But you always had that capability. We just unlocked it with your own belief. Right, right. It's shifting the Overton window kind of. It's just shifting the conversation, essentially. Mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. we have a new frame of what's acceptable, what's possible. Right. I like it. Anywho, I think there's a lot of that in Wim Hof. Yes. Yeah. And if it does that for you, if it motivates you, awesome. Mm -hmm. Cool. Cool. Literally cool. As long as you don't do it, the breathing thing in the pool. I know everybody wants to go there, (laughs) but don't do Wim Hof breathing there. Yeah. So I am a little confused about what the order of operations is. So you, you do the breathing, then you stop and get in the water? Yes. Well, I I think you have people who will use this to kind of increase their ability to do things underwater. For example, in the Scott Carney book, they meet with uh, Laird Hamilton, I think his name is. Uh, He's like a pro surfer, really impressive surfer guy. Mm -hmm. And uh, he has a place in Malibu. They'll do these really dangerous pool exercises. And while Scott was there, like Orlando Bloom was busy swimming back and forth with oh, wow. heavy weights that he was holding onto underwater. Whoa. And, and they say that like regularly people will go quote unquote floppy, you know, when you can tell they're starting to uh. pass out and they're there to like rescue them. Oh my God. Um, so I, I think the idea is kind of like, oh, if you're super advanced and you have supervision, you can try these things. But as far as like the official Wim Hof recommendation goes stay away from the water while you're doing this because that's how people die they they pass out while doing this oxygen holding Oh, and then they die in even shallow water oh that's interesting okay because I kind of associate it with cold water but what you're describing is more like no this is to acclimate you to like doing shit in the snow well we talked about how the breathing is kind of separate from the cold exposure yeah Yeah. Yeah. and when you're in the cold water you're doing a separate type of breathing you're supposed to anyway you're slowing slowing down your breathing at least in the ice bath but i'm not sure if they want us to do that if we're swimming in cold water i just feel like the instructions are very vague they are so so i think the message is do all of your breathing exercises as a land lover stay away from the water but this will somehow prime your body increase your ability you know it'll help with immunity and all these other claims but then when you're going to go get in the cold water then you can focus on the slow breathing and not focus on holding your breath a long time. Mm. That's not what you're supposed to be doing in the cold water, which is confused by Wim Hof setting world records, <laughs> like holding his breath six plus minutes under ice cold water. But he, I don't know if he hastens to add, but he adds when he's pressed on this, that yeah, no one should do this unless they're at a really advanced level and have a really high level of control over their bodies. Okay. Yeah, that's confusing. It's legitimately confusing. I, I like had kind of a list of all of these kind of inherent contradictions that I was sensing in the Wim Hof mm, method. Mm-hmm. Again, we mentioned, you know, all of this talks about these fast results. Mm-hmm. You're like, wow, you know, we've seen these people after just, uh, you know, one week's training and they're climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. Great. But then at the same time, it's saying, oh, but, you know, know your limits. Take your time. Take your time. Yeah. Don't no blame pres- us. No pressure. There's this huge emphasis on you being able to exceed your limits and maximize your human potential. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then at the same time, they're also reminding you that you're know mor- your limits. You're mortal and you're like entering some very extreme situations when you're getting in cold water. Yeah. And you need to ease your way up to that. 
Um, so you're you're kind of being told green light, no, red light, red light. Uh-huh. Yep, uh, yep, yep. The Kami uh, Mariner. And, you know, you've pointed out that everyone is told they can do this. Like, this is for everybody. Yeah. But then there's this. But then hang on. Yeah. If you're <laughs> Not over, if you have literally anything. If you're a certain age and if you've got heart conditions, especially if you're pregnant, make sure you talk to a doctor. Right. If you're on medications. Didn't our form say or any other medical condition? Well, it just said, like, talk to a doctor if you have some other medical condition yeah. before you sure. take part in this. So, yeah, it's just, you know, there's all these kind of mixed messages. And if you get, I think, a little too gung-ho about one part of it, you might miss that tempering mm-hmm. uh, rain in that's happening on the more sensible side it's just like anybody who has access to good medical care probably has a diagnosed health condition you know Mm -hmm. like eczema is going to be on your chart migraines is going to be on mine Mm -hmm. cerebral palsy is going to be on drew's so even if those didn't contribute to whatever happens to you now they can say well we said Mm -hmm. anybody with anything go to the altar just that drives me crazy (laughs) So I just think it's interesting. There's all those contradictions. Speaking of his world records, I wasn't sure on the total number. The most recent numbers I've seen are 26 world records that he holds. Jesus. And apparently 16 of them are related to him uh, sitting in ice. So you like him kind of beating his record, beating his record. Wow. Um, And I don't know if it's one of them, but as I was reading the Scott Carney book, which I keep mentioning, it's called What Doesn't Kill Us. You're lending Mm -hmm. it to me. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm uh, three quarters of the way through it. He mentioned that at one point, you know, they're hanging around at the new compound that uh, Wim Hof had bought and Wim Hof was busy uh, trying to plan for them to set a world record for the most number of people with bare feet on an ice rink. No, thank you. <laughs> I love that your reaction is to the actual uh, event being on the ice with oh, your bare yeah. feet. But I just think We're... it was funny that I think it says something about the mentality there. Like, oh, what kooky, weird little thing oh, can yeah. we do? Like, you know, make the biggest pizza ever mm-hmm. or like have the most people breathing through straws at the same time. Well, you may recall that a couple of years ago, I tried to get us signed up for Guinness World Records. Oh, I think you and Wim are the same person in this respect. <laughs> yeah, and I was trying to figure out what we could do. I um, First, I said, I think we might be the people who have joined the most religions. And they were like, no, we don't want this. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, and then I said, uh, okay, what if we get... The most number of people to do a homeopathic overdose. Mm -hmm. They said yes to that. But then we would have to, you have to fly out a judge to like make sure you're doing everything Uh right. It's $10,000. I was like, well, Whoa. fuck it, forget it. Oh my goodness. I don't need this that badly. I participated in the largest group of people bending spoons at the same time. Aw, that's cool. Yeah. When? It was at a, an amazing meeting, the amazing meeting. Okay, yeah. And I think it was Teller. Yeah, he gave us all a, <laughs> a quick intro on like, here's how you do it. And then we all bent spoons together. Was it with our minds. Guinness approved or was it that was just sort of the that's, fun gimmick? You know, that's what my brain has told me, but I can't mm. back that up with anything. Sure. And I certainly couldn't Google it. Oh, God. Can you imagine? (laughs) Who Googles things? Yeah, I wonder if his are all Guinness records or... I feel like it's such a potent advertising thing. So, yeah, I think so. Mm. And, and, you know, he often seems to do them out in Times Square or, you know, some public place. Mm. So I'm sure it's always kind of worked out with, hey, you want me to come on your show? Why don't we set a world record and, you know, we can get all the cameras on it. Maybe you front the $10,000 for the Guinness guy. That seems entirely possible. Or, you know, for uh, marketing expenditures, not a bad return on investment. Oh, for sure. To be able to say that you earned the Guinness World Record. Speaking of which, I've seen multiple 
attestations that this is like a million dollar industry. You know, there, there's a lot of mm. money coming into the Wim Hof method. He's got mm. constant classes and people asking him to come and speak. And he's got a very active in- engagement with all of these paid gigs. But it doesn't seem to have changed. Well, certainly not his wardrobe. Uh, <laughs> and Scott, Scott Carney was mentioning this as well, that like, you know, he walked into the bedroom where they had him stay because Wim Hof always sleeps on the couch anyway. Uh-uh. And, and he found like this bag of all of Wim Hof's clothing and it's all just crumpled in there. And anytime you see Wim give a talk, you know, you're lucky for him to be wearing a shirt. And, and it's, it's always just kind of like wrinkled and like the collar is not fitted. It's just kind of loose and it's sure. kind of like you're around the house shirt. And it was mentioning his, he has like one sports jacket and it's always crumpled. It's a sports sports jacket. And it's funny, anytime you see him, yeah, he gets up and, you know, he looks disheveled and like he just kind of threw this on. And yeah, that's just this thing. It's kind of lovable. Yeah, definitely. For a while, I maintained a Facebook fan page for the one sweater that Jane Sanders wears. Who's Jane Sanders? Uh, Bernie Sanders' wife. Oh, right. Of course. So for the longest time, she just had this one long sweater with these pretty flowers on it and Every time I saw her photographed, I was like, there's that sweater. There's that sweater. All right. It was always clean. It was always pressed. But I just thought, like, those are people who, like, live... Frugally. What, yeah, who live what they talk, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I know that he has he has fancy houses. I know. But then as he as his profile rose even more than it already was at that point seemed to start getting additional sweaters oh really yes oh sell out and so i had to i don't think i shut down the page but i think it stopped (laughs) getting much attention okay (laughs) that's hilarious but anyways yeah it seems like for all the money funneling in i don't think wim hof is using it for extravagant personal expenses he just doesn't seem to be that guy Mm -hmm. he likes things simple and Though in the app, they constantly play this awesome percussion sound. And finally, in the Goop episode, I saw the guy playing that instrument. It was Mm -hmm. some other guy, but it's this hand pan drum. Okay. Hand pan, yeah. And I was like, that is such a cool sound. So I tried to look it up online. And the thing, at least everywhere I saw to buy one that looked like that was like $2,000. Oh, geez. So that's where all your Wim Hof money is going, buying hand pan drums. (laughs) Okay. It's a cool sound, though. And to pay for the Guinness person. And now I associate that with doing Wim Hof breathing, because I always hear that in the background. Nice. I'm distracted by my own Jane Sanders story. Can I add something to the end of that? Yes. I'm not saying that because Bernie Sanders' profile rose, she now was able to buy more sweaters. (laughs) I'm saying I bet someone on their team was like, Jane, I've been looking at the pics. You are always in this one sweater. People are going to start to notice. They're going to make websites about it. (laughs) Right. But it's going to be a fan page. So maybe it's fine. I don't know. Time to start showing your feet off so you can be on (laughs) Wikifeed. That's all I'm saying, Jane. Like famous Carrie Poppy's feet. That's right. Mm -hmm. Should I tell you about studies? Yeah, tell me about studies. You know, one thing I'll point out while you're gathering your studies, and I see you've got binders full of studies there, (laughs) that a listener pointed out, now we've seen a couple different places, is this is interesting. This is contra what Wim Hof says. Mm -hmm. And what we were led to believe in in our workshop and, and elsewhere is that when you're doing this deep breathing, you're taking in these big gulps of air. Yeah, you're taking in a lot of oxygen. And with the pattern, you're reducing the amount of carbon dioxide in your blood, which tells the 
somebody not to make that gasp, you know, as, mm. as soon as it would normally, you know, it's not triggering that response for you to take a new breath. Because that's carbon dioxide plays that role of saying, hey, hey, time to breathe. Exactly. Okay. So, so yeah, you are driving the carbon dioxide down and you're taking in a lot of oxygen. Yes. While you're breathing. But when you go to hold your breath, mm -hmm. which is where they start talking about how now you're getting all this oxygen flowing oh, right. into the body. Uh -huh. As soon as you start holding your breath like that and you've got even a low carbon dioxide content inside the, the body, now your blood actually starts holding onto the oxygen and it doesn't let it go. So the hemoglobin is going to kind of retain that oxygen. Oh. So the end result is you don't get more oxygen shared out to your whole body okay which is counterintuitive and counter to what wim hof uh, is saying and okay. what we were taught in our workshop I, I guess you could still have if they were talking about ratios though if they were saying now you have a higher oxygen to co2 ratio maybe yeah i guess maybe that in your blood but it, it doesn't follow that that oxygen is getting to getting anywhere every cell in your right. body which is what they're always saying oh, right yeah, yeah, yeah um and so that's why you're getting the tingly sensations mm -hmm. and that that makes sense that part oh yeah that's right we're getting cold flashes and tingliness and everything like that uh, because you're not getting the same oxygen so just wanted to clarify that i remember when we did holotropic breathing that we figured out that the effect is from low co2 where intuitively you think it must be low oxygen that's the thing we need right exactly but we actually need all these parts of the air it turns out all right tell me about your studies okay well um a study is when people with degrees get mm -hmm. together and they figure out if something's really happening or if it just kind of feels like it's happening okay okay good i'm glad they're doing that <laughs> <laughs> so um, so there are a couple of irrelevant studies uh, regarding Wim Hof. And, oh, God, I cannot believe he has an identical twin. Oh, my it goodness. It is so perfect. Yes. So we've talked about his twin, Andre, which yes. you hear about a lot. Though, as soon as I read about Andre, I went online to search for Andre Hoff. Yeah, let's see him. Wim Hof, twin brother. Mm -hmm. You know, and you're expecting to see a photo of them next to each other. You know, one's in a ice chamber and the other's in a second ice chamber. They're all hooked up to medical devices. I've tried so many different search terms and I've looked so many different places. And apparently he has another brother that I've seen pictures of or I've seen oh, okay. mentioned. But I have never, as far as I can tell, I've not seen Andre unless they're using him as some kind of like stunt double. And it, <laughs> it's just him. And he truly does look identical to his brother and you just can't tell the difference. But yeah, this is a weird mystery. Oh my God. I'll have so much respect for Wim Hof if at the end of his life he's like, this has all been a social experiment. It's been the two of us <laughs> trading places off and on. Right. I, I swam under the ice. <laughs> Andre was already at the end, just like, waiting. Like an illusionist uh, yeah, uh, magic what is that? trick. The Prestige, or which film was that? Where oh. No, shoot, it's uh, it was a Christopher Nolan film. Yeah, I think it's Prestige. There were two magic films that came out around the same time. I think one was The Illusionist. Anyways, yeah, that was the big reveal at the end was that this is how we were able ah. to accomplish these crazy transportations where he goes from the back of the audience back onto the stage. It's because you had identical twins and they'd kept that a secret. I Sorry, I just spoiled the film. <laughs> <laughs> I know someone who is an identical quadruplet. What? 
Mm-hmm. <gasps> mm-hmm. There was a documentary uh, a little while ago about three identical triplets. Yes, it's very who good. Who found each other yeah. in the just weirdest coincidence. And that sounds like kind of a weak premise for a movie. It gets fucking nuts. Yeah, because there's just multiple levels of weirdness. It was some weird shit made them not be in each other's lives. And they uncover what that weird shit is. Yeah, it's called Three Identical Strangers. It's very good. That's it. Yep. Yeah. So I have sent four... Facebook messages to various Andre Hoffs okay, were who they, live in the Netherlands. Were they identical? Um, to each other? Yes. <laughs> that would, boy, that would be a whole other news story. Um, no, they were not. But Your messages were your messages. Oh, the messages. Yes, actually they are. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Identical and, messages to identical twins. <laughs> and the first one I found, I was like, oh, this is totally him. Oh my God, it has to be, looks just like him. And then I pulled up the next one and I was like, oh, this guy also looks like him. Oh, mm, this guy also looks like like him and then i was like maybe are you saying all dutch people look alike well um i'm dutch (laughs) that's a big part of my heritage so maybe i just feel kindred spirit okay i guess i can't be offended then anyway none of them wrote back Um, i know anyway all right so he has a twin brother is the point people and we're believing this so yeah he probably has a twin brother people with degrees agree so there was one study in 20 2014, in which they took both brothers mm-hmm. and said, okay, you know, Wim seems to think that this has more to do with his practice than his genetics. Right. Easy way to test this when you're a goddamn identical twin. Yes. Have him and the twin. What more could you ask for? Exactly. You have them go sit in the cold and see if they can both handle it. Ta-da! Ta-da! So they did it. They did it, exactly. So the study is called Frequent Extreme Cold Exposure and Brown Fat and Cold-Induced Thermogenesis, a study in a monozygotic twin. Yes, okay. Rolls right off the tongue. Brown fat. Do we need to introduce that concept again? Oh, sure. So apparently your body has a few different ways to handle cold and keep your internal temperature warm. One is shivering. Mm-hmm. We're all used to that. And that kind of vigorous activity of the muscles raises your heat. Mm-hmm. Another is just to have some good fat protection mm-hmm. built in. but Which is usually white fat? Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. There's this other fat, brown fat, uh, a.k.a. brown adipose tissue mm-hmm. or BAT. It's been found in babies. And apparently up until like 10, 15 years ago, everybody just thought, oh, well, babies have it and then you lose it. Mm-hmm. That's uh, baby fat. And you can find it in some other animals, but humans don't really have brown adipose tissue well as adults turns out we do as adults a very small amounts but it's not unheard of yeah it's not gone and and so what it does is it directly uses white fat as an energy source rather than you know normally we go straight for the carbohydrates first Mm -hmm. Uh, that's kind of good it sounds good like oh everybody wants this fat that you know eats the white fat Mm -hmm. that sounds awesome and it generates heat it's thermogenic that's awesome yeah so then the theory becomes and uh whenever people are talking about wim hof they're saying oh well you know maybe he just has these high levels of brown adipose tissue and either it's genetic or maybe the wim hof method will generate more brown fat and there was some thinking that 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 there might be a mechanism for that to happen and that the researchers and whim it seems went into this thinking yeah maybe his um prolonged exposure to the cold has increased his stores of brown fat mm-hmm. if that's true we shouldn't see that the same thing in his brother because his brother is a 
identical twin and lives a sedentary life. Is a truck driver. A truck driver. That's yeah, right. a professional truck driver. <sighs> he still doesn't work at the fish factory. <laughs> right. So, uh, Kevin. You know what? Kevin. Uh, oh, that's right. Was he the one who went off? And had spiritual enlightenment, and then Wim followed him? Right, which kind of inspired Wim to also seek after spirituality. Okay, that wasn't a different sibling? I want to say it was Andre. I want to know the story where you go and find enlightenment, and then you're like, I'm going to be a truck driver. going to be a truck driver. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's a very zen existence. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure there's a wide variety of truck drivers. Yeah, true. Anyway, Andre, please, if you're out there, get in touch. Andre, apparently one thing he is, is a good fucking sport because (laughs) these scientists contact him and they're like, okay, you know how your brother does this like crazy cold thing? Do you mind doing the crazy cold thing? Can we dunk you in some cold water for science? Yeah, but don't practice, okay? Don't prepare for this in any way. Is that fine? And Andre's (laughs) like, it's fine. Yes, I'll do it. So they do it. They set up this crazy tent that was like outside in the snow, so it's very cold, but then they could also sort of control the air coming in and out to mm. make it exactly perfect so the circumstances between the true brothers wouldn't vary. Good, good. Oh my goodness, it's like such a complicated methodology how they set this up. Um, as you mentioned in one episode, they had them swallow a thermometer oh, wow. that would take their basal temperature. They had blood samples going. They were taking skin temperatures. I mean, everything you could hope for. Yeah. Um, And here's the conclusion. No significant differences were found between the two subjects, indicating that a lifestyle with frequent exposures to extreme cold does not seem to affect BAT activity, which is that brown fat, Mm -hmm. and CIT, cold-induced thermogenesis. Okay. But in both subjects, BAT was not higher compared to earlier observations. Mm. Whereas CIT was very high, which suggests that the tumor-like breathing during cold exposure may cause additional heat production. Um, So one thing that they noticed as they were doing this study is that Andre automatically started doing that weird breathing. It was just intuitive to him. Interesting. Yeah, so that made them think like, Actually, no, now I'm extrapolating. It made me wonder, uh, was there, is there something about their physical makeup that mm. just makes that an easy way to breathe? Or right. or did he, had he sort of... It, uh, it comes seen... intuitively to these brothers because of their genetics, and then he has to teach it to us. Right. Or has he seen Wim th- do it? I feel like he's had some exposure to Wim's method. You'd think, yeah. yeah. So even though he hadn't done it himself, did he just sort of naturally go like, well, here's what you do? Interesting. Another thing they found is, and I'm going to quote this because I wouldn't know how to summarize it if I tried. They were genotyped with the polymorphism for uncoupling protein 1G. CIT was relatively high, but unlike during our previous cold exposure tests in young adult men, both subjects practiced this breathing technique so this uh this uncoupling protein apparently kind of activates this process a little bit easier okay so it seems like maybe these two have something that makes this just a tiny bit easier and then on top of that okay you have the built-in belief right The, the the motivation to do it a little genetic advantage yeah. to this belief. But one thing I think it did show is that Wim Hof didn't have more brown fat total than his brother. Right. His brother actually has slightly more. From doing 
the method. So yeah, it's amazing that it's slightly more Mm -hmm. um, as slight as that may be. It it at least tells us, you know, we shouldn't expect to build up a lot of brown fat from doing the Wim Hof method Mm -hmm. or frequent cold exposure. Totally. I was reading an NPR article where they talked with uh, Dr. C. Ronald Kahn, uh, a researcher at Harvard Medical School, who was one of the first scientists to document the existence of brown fat in adults in the mid-2000s. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he said that uh, people can increase their levels of brown fat by being in mildly cold environments, though mm-hmm. he pointed out that being in extreme cold environments doesn't right. buy you anything additional. Mm-hmm. And he said the effect on the number of calories burnt is also really minimal. It's mm-hmm. not generating a ton of energy. So he's, Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, he said the average person will burn an extra 100 to 200 calories a day when brown fat is activated. Okay. But if you go eat half a muffin, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, half a muffin? I don't know what kind of muffins he's eating. You only need a quarter. And he says, you know, the use of brown fat may be active for a few hours, but it's not a permanent thing. Right. So that's another thing going on here is that they'll talk about the immune response. Well... Sure, there's an immune response, but there's also an immune response in the placebo effect. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that is true that if you make your body believe you're taking a treatment, you get this quick little hit Mm -hmm. of immune response, but it's very short lived. So, in the studies that they are often referencing, where they injected this sort of um, the endotoxin, yeah, a, a sort of fake toxin into the system that should provoke an immune response. The people who were like, yeah, we're doing the Wim Hof method because mm-hmm. the study's not blinded. <laughs> right. um, those They're- people did get a little kick in the immune system. And so then they like take their blood and they go, oh, yeah, there it is. Uh-huh. Your body did respond. But this wasn't a real toxin. So we wouldn't expect anybody to get sick consequently. And nobody did. Yeah. But though I think it, it had enough components that I think you can expect that there will be a bodily reaction to yeah. that. Right. Oh, totally. But very short lived. Even if you don't know, like, it, right, that's true. But um, yeah, if you injected someone while they were sleeping with that, they'd wake up and be like, whoa, why am I getting chills and fever all of a sudden? Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Just to clarify that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But but you're right about the blinding because the 12 people who were chosen, they were very excited because they're like, oh, we get to work with Wim Hof. But the 12 people who weren't chosen also wanted to work with Wim Hof. And he promised them, hey, well, if you participate in the study, I'll do the method with you after the study. And he told... So so all of this contributes to them saying, oh, well, I haven't done it yet. I'm oh, sure it'll help. Right, right, right. So even if you were, quote unquote, blinded, you'd be like, well, I haven't been taught, taught the thing yet. So I'm clearly in the placebo. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. I am feeling chills and fever. Mm-hmm, yeah. I'm feeling mm-hmm. kind of crummy right now. Can't wait to meet Wim. Yeah. I mean, and, and of course, it's not completely clear cut, but it does contribute to a little bit of bias. Right. So yeah, at the end of the day, does this boost your immune system in any sort of way that's going to help you long term if you have a chronic condition or whatever? Mm -hmm. Uh, If so, we don't have any evidence of it yet that I see. And more related to the cold exposure in that same article, they were talking about how 
the act of shivering itself also doesn't generate a lot of activity. It's not a good form of exercise <laughs> by itself. It doesn't buy you a lot. And and they made a really good point in this too, because you know, oftentimes when people are talking about the this method, they're saying, Oh, well, go shirtless, you know, as Wim Hof always does. And I I myself went on an eight mile run last night and I was running shirtless and I'm doing my Wim Hof breathing and you know, feeling great. But they were saying you get hot when you exercise anyway, and you usually find out, you know, oh, I didn't need that shirt. I'm Mm -hmm. now totally heated up, even though it's pretty cold out. And I hadn't thought about this next step, which is that, well, if your body is heating up, you're not really enjoying any benefits of cold exposure anyway. Your body's hot. You're warm. Uh, That's just another factor there. But I've always liked running in the cold because of that thermal regulation. I'm not worried about overheating. I'm not sweating profusely. Totally. Uh, You know, that's why gyms are air conditioned. (laughs) Yeah, right. So bit of wisdom for you. So there's good support for low amounts of cold, you know, talking like on the level of 62 degrees or something like that. But Mm. it, it doesn't seem like the data supports extreme cold exposure yeah for for any of these benefits we're talking about except for maybe psychological benefits oh because oh. you know you are teaching yourself your limits are higher than you thought mm-hmm. and i don't know i think i mentioned this in a previous episode that i do think giving yourself very random challenges just to prove you have the stuff mm-hmm. to do it is good for you yeah Psychologically, I'll sign on if to it that. doesn't kill you, which this might. I'm Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're just you're just spitting out bumper stickers today. Um, yeah, so people, um, because people have gotten really sick doing this, and people have died doing this. Right. Yes. At least now they're pretty clear about what those parameters are. So don't go by yourself into extremely cold water, mm-hmm. especially if you're just getting started. You know, mm-hmm. have a spotter. Just Mm -hmm. like you would if you're lifting a super heavy weight. Same thing around water and driving. We've said it a million times. That's Mm -hmm. that's how people die. I I haven't actually heard of any driving-related deaths, but definitely the water. Don't do the breathing method around water. Well, we're being really clear about that. I'm not so sure that Wim Hof is that clear about it. Well, certainly the app is and our workshop was. But then he's also like, and here's me doing it in water. Right, exactly. And then people are like, oh, I can hold my breath now. That's amazing. I'm holding my Mm -hmm. breath for three minutes. Yeah. Uh, let's go do that in the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do it. It's McCamey Manor, you guys. It's McCamey Manor. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Well, I'm thinking about that article. Another thing that they uh, brought up was this idea of training your blood vessels. <laughs> Somehow, like, okay. Wim Hof seems to oh, allude to this, this all the time that, yeah, like, oh, I'm we're training our blood vessels to constrict at the right times and to control our blood flow. Mm-hmm. As far as uh, anyone was concerned, and certainly Dr. Aaron Sipas, a researcher at the National Institute of Health, says that there's no data to support the claim that you can train your blood vessels to consciously mm. do anything. Yeah. Yeah, there are a few times that they make the claim that you're able to consciously control something with this method. And I keep thinking, what do you mean by that? Because, right. okay, I can consciously control my immune response by not eating any vitamin C. <laughs> That's a conscious decision on my part that will over time affect my immune response. To not go grab that bottle of pills. Right. but Or like to not eat anything, uh, any fruits or whatever. You know, like get scurvy, right? Sure, that sure. will affect my immune response. And that was a conscious decision on my part, <laughs> sure. albeit a bad one. How widely are we defining this conscious control? Yeah. Well, that's my question is like, 
when they say this allows you to consciously control whatever, Mm -hmm. I'm like, what do you mean by conscious? Do you just mean because you decided to go out in the snow? Because you're not like you don't go out in the snow and then you suddenly get this superpower where you get to talk to your autonomic immune system or you get to tell your white blood cells to activate or whatever. The only conscious part is you signed up for a Wim Hof seminar. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like Wim Hof regularly makes these claims that make it sound like, oh, now I have this absolute fine-tuned control over, you know, the cells of my body, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and my blood flow. No. No. (laughs) There there are things that you can do that get measurable, noticeable effects. Yeah. That's true. But yeah, I I think that kind of idea that somehow you get to this state where you just have this amazing fine-tuned control over every aspect of your internal workings doesn't pan out. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. You're not Tony Stark. (laughs) (laughs) Does that make any sense? Is he Iron Man? He's Iron Man. Okay, okay. Well, mostly he has external machines that kind of uh, supplement his ability. Okay. Though he did have to build his own energy source to keep his heart beating. See? My reference makes sense. You got it. We also talked about the alkalinity of the body Mm -hmm. and how as you're doing this breath work, yes, you do drive up the pH value, which makes you less acidic, more basic. Mm -hmm. So basic. One thing I wasn't sure of or that that really sounded like it could be potentially false to me was this claim that that process would reduce your pain sensation. Oh, right. Yeah. It turns out that does pan out. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one of your most common nerve pathways for sending pain signals relies on acidity in in the body. So so there you go. That makes sense to me because I know like uh, after you work out, there's that like vitamin C reaction that makes you have sore muscles. Mm Mm-hmm. That's all I need to know to believe this is true. Lactic acid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But again, it's only for the duration of while you're doing this breathing and then your body just goes back to normal Mm -hmm. because it's a body. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know what all this makes me think of, Carrie? Uh, It makes you think of how it's your birthday. Hey. And there are balloons behind your head. Yeah. Thank you for the balloons. Oh, stop. And how Max Fun Drive started on my birthday and is basically ending on your birthday. What? Holy wow, it's for us. Which is uh, pretty convenient because that means that we had blocked off those episodes. We were not (laughs) going to release episodes so we could, you know, just take off our birthday weeks. But that means that you get an extra episode today without any ads. No ads except for this. Yeah, except for us telling you about Maximum Fun Drive. Max Fun Drive is the most special time of the year for Max Funsters because it is when you get to support our network and support this show right here by becoming a member and of you, Maximum Fun. You can think about it as a birthday gift to Carrie and mm-hmm. or myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whichever yeah, you one should. you Whichever one you like better. <laughs> or both. Or both. Hopefully both. <laughs> if you hate one of us, <laughs> write to the other and say, hey, just FYI, like, Carrie owes you $5. <laughs> Don't do that. Okay. So we are so lucky to have this podcast right now. It's a way to connect with other people mm-hmm. and to get to see each other. We're basically the only people we see. Yeah, You're pretty dur- much the only person. During times I of see. COVID, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Besides Drew. Uh, so you give us an excuse for that. <laughs> and we get to feel like we are actually in community with you guys, which is, is huge. It really like helps keep things going. Yeah. Um, and, and hopefully we do that for you, too. So the way you can help us keep producing these episodes is to join or upgrade your membership. 
yeah. at Maximum Fun. Yeah, and you can do that at MaximumFun.org slash join. And there's all these new ways now. You can boost your membership. Mm-hmm. So that's just a new like feature. Just like your immune system. I, yeah, I just boosted my membership. Oh, nice. Yeah. And you can also get gift memberships for yeah, others. This is cool. Yeah, so let's say you want to buy somebody else access. It's pretty cool. Maximum Fun has been identifying people who weren't able to renew because of the COVID situation. Mm-hmm. And so they're getting the first gift subscriptions. Yes. Yeah, so you can buy one for your friend, Kevin, or you can say, I want to buy a gift subscription for whoever wants one and can't afford one. Yeah. So that's another awesome way to support us and support someone who uh, who could use some extra entertainment. Yeah. Who wants to get into that sweet back catalog and hear us watch Midsommar. And at $5 a month... You get the bonus content, $10 a month. We're talking about pins. Uh, Mm -hmm. And of course, the bonus content, everything includes everything that came before it if you're upgrading or starting at that uh, level. And at $20 a month or more, you get this year's special gift, the MaxFun Game Pack, featuring the custom dice set, the custom deck of playing cards, and all with MaxFun designs. Pretty sweet. So just visit MaximumFun.org slash join to become a member. And like we said, we've had over 3,000 people support or upgrade thank you so much and it really matters this year because this year uh i'll just say it people are struggling we've had some attrition and support which we totally get but the people who are able to keep going and keep giving that helps fill in those gaps again so that we can make a good show this coming year too so thanks again thank you so much so if you're ready to become a member to help support the show visit maximumfund.org slash join oh you know what you mentioned hmm. very briefly something that we hadn't brought up yet huh. which is the tumo breathing oh yes okay yeah 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 so you know Wim Hof didn't completely invent this he, right he wasn't the first or only person to do it uh, there's a form of breathing called tumo breathing which is spelled T-U-M-M-O mm-hmm. and um, that's very similar to the Wim Hof method and there have been people for centuries before who have been, you know, on mountaintops in the cold, breathing this way to generate heat, mm-hmm. oh, which, by the way, we were talking about methods of generating heat. Yes, this breathing method does do that. You mm-hmm. know, you're exerting a lot of energy. Uh, so he's just kind of built his own particular pacing and explanation and the cold exposure thing around this. But uh, important to know that. And and just pranayama in general, you know, the breathing control within yoga mm-hmm. is also mm-hmm. uh, related Huge. To all the concepts and the benefits that we've talked about. Um, so just wanted to make sure we discuss that because Wim Hof breathing is not the only player in the game. Totally. That doesn't necessarily mean he's cribbing, though he could be. There's also just the concept of mutual creation mm-hmm. where we have these uh, features of the human body that we just happen upon mm. uh, independent of one another. Then, you know, it can look like it yeah. can look like theft. Though he might be. He'd done a ton of yoga study over mm. the years. So so I think he just kind of was adapting it into okay. his own method. But yeah, he, do, he doesn't try to like trademark it or anything like that. Right. Totally. Tumo, by the way, it means inner fire. And my dog, Tumi, I got his name off of a feng shui calendar. I was 20. And really? uh, Tumi is the plural of Tumo. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's crazy. Yep. So there you go. It all comes full circle. That's too much. Okay. <laughs> Very interesting. 
So yes, I've had other studies to tell you about. Well, there's a very cool editorial from one doctor who took part in a study with uh, Wim Hof about his BAT. And I just want to read you. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's a very glowing, sweet editorial about how, how cool Wim Hof is, literally and figuratively, uh-huh. and um, how uh, he's so charismatic and clearly believes in what he's doing and there's definite good out of it. And then you get to page three, almost the end. Okay. And I I just love this uh, well-crafted little paragraph. There is, however, a string attached to the Wim Hof method. That is the risk that people may think the method is scientifically valid. Wim is a wholehearted speaker, but his scientific vocabulary is gallimatious, which is a word (laughs) I had to look up. It means gobbledygook. Yeah, yeah. With conviction, he mixes in a nonsensical way scientific terms as irrefutable evidence. Many less scientifically literate people believe what he says, and several seriously diseased people have used his methods as the final straw. Oh, wow. Stories of believers circulate on the internet, in popular magazines, and are broadcasted as well. The scientific investigations are often presented with a biased view. So when practicing the Wim Hof method with a good dose of common sense, for instance, not hyperventilating before submerging in water, (laughs) and without excessive expectations, it doesn't hurt to try. Although the effects on our health wait to be proven, people may feel better and feel as in italics. Because one of the points he makes in here is um, that during the study of him and his twin, even when their actual measurable experience was the same, Wim felt more comfortable. Oh, okay. Because he was used to it and our brains are very, very adaptive and they say, Wim, you're fine. We yeah. know you're fine. And so then your subjective experience becomes much more comfortable. Mm. Mm. So that could happen to you. Okay. At the same time, I'm I'm just now reminded that uh, he does an amazing job at keeping his skin temperature constant mm-hmm. when he's doing his breathing and, you know, his, his method. So something's uh, happening. Yeah, something's happening. It probably cures cancer. He's an extraordinary individual. Yeah. <laughs> One thing also worth mentioning is after we took the workshop and then this whole COVID situation started, his son released a response. Oh, yeah about COVID-19. And it was very clearly him wanting to do the responsible thing and say, okay, well, we've canceled these upcoming events. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we can't say that the method completely protects you from getting COVID. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it always pays... It always pays to be uh, healthy and to boost your immune system. And just to be clear, we are not scared. Right. Was with all these people and their we are not scared stuff. <laughs> all of these like new agey people are always talking about how they're not scared. You need to take all these precautions, but we're not scared. Okay. Yeah, it w- but it was very clear like, all right, well, we're expected to say this. And I didn't want to say anything about it. But, you know, everyone's sending me messages and wants to know, does the Wim Hof method treat COVID-19? And- Officially... No. Yeah, he takes a deep breath. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, it was, it was a very kind of half-hearted uh, disclaimer. All right. Well, I have started using the app, the nice. Wim Hof Method app. I think if you just search for Wim Hof, it'll come right up in your app store or equivalent. WHM, I think it always shows up as on my phone. And uh, yeah, it's just a handy little way for you to follow along with... Wim Hof, you've got it on your phone. Yeah, you can see how far I got. Apply the Wim Hof method daily. Start. 
And it's it's a picture. I like this. It's a little drawing of Wim Hof in a barrel of ice. Yeah. Uh, with two little peace signs poking out of yeah, the ice. Yeah, it's pretty cute. Yeah. Okay, I'm taking a screenshot. That's good. Um, exercises to improve your well-being. That's right. You were going to start doing this. Mm-hmm. Well, as you can see, I did. <laughs> Uh, do this three minute exercise and blow your mind. Whoa there. Oh shit. Um, maybe after the podcast because I need my mind. Yeah, you're gonna need your brain intact. But uh, yeah, I've been doing this now for 20 days. So nice. I, I signed up like right as we were starting these episodes. And it's interesting that they're all these different modules and they're geared to help you do these basic things. Your breathing exercises, your physical exercises, and then the cold exposure stuff. So the main interface is this explore exercises area. Uh, everything has this kind of like a blue and sea foam and yellowy orange hexagon uh, visual styling to it mm-hmm. uh, all on white and uh, so yeah you click on these different little modules and so there's different ways to kind of achieve those daily goals little videos he walks you through stuff he warns you not to get near the water he coaches you on each little thing that you're going to do as you do it but then you can get bonus points and achievements for listening to these various challenges or signing up for like a, a little side course where you learn some extra stuff so oh, nice. I've been kind of okay. nipping away at all of those I, I had do at one point um, pay a dollar ninety nine and that unlocked some of the features and there's various things where it tells me like oh you can't access this unless you like sign up for the workshop so I'm wondering oh. does that mean because we took the workshop that oh, right I, uh, so I need to figure that out because it's there's some things that are still locked but essentially what I do every day is first of all I start with his guided breathing bubble. Okay, I see that here. Free for a limited time, it says to me. Right, so I'm using it like I could lose it. Mm-hmm. So it tells you to sit or lie down in a safe environment. Uh, essentially, it just it walks you through everything we were doing in our workshop, but you've got the dulcet tones of Wim Hof. Oh, he's sweet. Telling you to do it. Now, I feel guilty starting this. I think I can clear my results afterwards because I don't want to get credit for breathing I'm not doing. Just breathe. Just do it. Okay. Or is it really long? It is very long. Well, Uh, I'll I'll start it out. Anyways, so you can choose which audio elements you want to have. The breathing pace, the whim voice, the ping and gong, the breathing, and the background music. I always leave them all on because they're great. Sounds nice. And so... Okay, I'll do it with you. Letting go. Breathe in. Breathe out. Go with the flow of the breath. Away from the mic. In, out, in, out. Into the belly, into the chest and let go. Like a wave. Make it circular. Pull in, letting go. Just keep on going. Whenever you feel a reflex, lightheadedness, loosiness in the body, let go and stop breathing. Oh, all right. I feel lightheaded. I'm just supposed to stop? Well, I keep going. You know, it's not unbearable. Oh, sure. See, this is why it's not clear. Oh, well, see, but now I'll, I feel great. I'll stop it. But yes, now I'm very lightheaded. Yeah, it makes you feel high. I love it when he says, breathe in, breathe out. Mm-hmm. Breathe in, breathe out. Because it makes me think of that 90s rock song by Bush. Oh, sure. Machine yeah, yeah, head. Yeah, 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 yeah. Breathe in, oh. breathe out. 
breathing. Nice. Breathe, for all of us 90s kids. Anyway, so it's calming. Mm-hmm. I like, you know, his voice and the cadence and it helps me keep up with it. And so- it Releases cannabinoids immediately so you feel like you're high. And mm-hmm. yeah, my skin will start uh, getting cold. I'll get just these waves of cold flowing over my body and my extremities start tingling just like we experienced in the workshop. So I'll do that. And then after the 30 breaths, he'll have you then hold your breath. And I started with um, kind of a full lung, like I would take in a- and hold it. Mm-hmm. And that achieves different results. You can definitely hold your breath longer, especially if you just kind of slowly leak out air over time whenever mm-hmm. you're starting to feel that pressure. Let that balloon go. Um, though it, it seems like he's often encouraging you to do that breath hold on the empty state. So you breathe out. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to that's the audio, harder. that's what he's doing. Yeah, he's breathing out and then holding. So yeah, that is different. And apparently the held breath exercises and breathing that activates the parasympathetic inside the cave system. Okay. That's where you've got oxygen. Whereas when you do all of that with the air let out, that's the sympathetic nervous system. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how backed up that is. But I mean, okay. it makes an intuitive sense because you're more panicked when, sure. when you're out of air. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, I've been doing those every day and timing myself. So you hold your breath and then you see how long you can hold it. And then you do this for, you're supposed to do it like three or four times. Sometimes if I'm feeling lazy, I'll only do two. But so far with held breath, I've noticed I've been able to get up to two minutes and 52 seconds of holding shit. my breath. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Okay. I was, 20 days. I was impressed with myself. Yeah. Um, I'm impressed with you. I would say... Yeah, 215 to the higher end of like 250, I can do with uh, the held breath. And then with the breath out, I'm lucky to get to two minutes. That's really tough. Mm, Yeah. And I've read like in Scott Carney's book, he added like an additional kind of advanced thing that I hadn't heard from Wim Hof that involves kind of rhythmic clenching of your muscles, starting at your feet and working your way up Mm. to your body and then your head. And that's supposed to kind of help fake your body into going longer. Hmm. It hasn't really worked for me yet when I've tried it. But I think definitely this is where your mind uh, sets that limit at which you decide, <gasps> I got a gas for breath. Right. And so if I can distract myself and think about other things, even though Wim Hof is telling you, feel your body, mm-hmm. um, that I think the more I can kind of not think about mm-hmm. the sensation of holding my breath, I'll be then surprised when the little gong goes off and says two minutes. Oh, hey. Okay, okay awesome. nice. Um, well, you've convinced me. Maybe I'll actually do it. Oh, good. And, you know, I, I grabbed my son and I said, hey, Andrew, try this. Let's time you holding your breath. Okay, we did that, and it was a little over a minute. I was mm-hmm. already impressed. Okay, same as us. But then we tried it again after he did the breathing with me, following mm-hmm. the app, and he got to like 145. Oh, sweet. Like, Whoa. Okay. He was impressed. That's really interesting. That's the foundation of so many magic tricks used by faith healers, where they make you ah. do something once, and you don't realize that you're actually practicing. And you've just, yeah, limbered up, and so now you're more yep. flexible. Yep. Right, which makes you want to change it up. And so what I've done is I have regularly timed myself before and after. And yeah, if I'm not using the breathing method, I can get a little over a minute Mm -hmm. if I'm lucky. Um, But with the breathing method, yeah, I can hold my breath a lot longer. Crazy, but it works. Just don't go to the pool. (laughs) Okay, well, should I start today? Yeah, do it. Okay. Absolutely. I've been enjoying it. 
I only take a shower every other day. This is my one of my pro environmentalist commitments. Sure. Even though I hate it because my hair gets so oily, but okay. I like the world. Well, let me tell you about a couple other things, and I'll get to the shower. Part. Okay. Okay. So another thing uh, that you can do is these various exercises under the breathing basics. Push-ups is included, which is kind of interesting. Okay. And so I, I'm a regular push-up doer. That's like just part of my stable of exercises. And I can typically do 35 to 40 comfortably, wow. which is pretty good. Yeah. And then if I push myself, I can get to 45. And if I really push myself, I've gotten as far as 50 before. I think that's the most push-ups I'd wow. ever done before this. So Wim Hof says regularly that uh, using this breathing method will improve your ability to do push-ups. And it'll like seem so crazy easy. And maybe he wasn't explaining it well, or maybe I just wasn't understanding the explanation. But I would like do the breathing, stop, Okay, take a couple recovery breaths and I'd start doing push ups and I'd be like, all right, I'm getting to the same mm. limit. And mm-hmm. so I would do 45, I would do 50, but I'm like, okay, I don't, I'm, it's not feeling easier. Okay. So then when I was reading the Scott Carney book, What Doesn't Kill Us, he described it in more detail and he said, okay, so what you do then is you go through the whole cycle of 30 breaths, you hold on that last breath, flip around and start doing push ups with oh. your breath held. So just hold your breath. Okay. And that just seems so weird to like hold your breath and yeah. do push-ups. But after you've done the breathing, you start doing the push-ups with your breath held. And it took me a couple tries, but the second day I did it and all of a sudden like, oh, I get it. I see what you're saying. And it felt effortless. Huh. Like, like I did not feel the strain on my muscles. And I just, I see myself doing push-ups. But okay. Like, I don't feel it. Because there's like, you've activated, what's it called? Opiates or something? You know what? I, I'm hard pressed to say exactly which combination of the factors we've talked about yeah. are going on here, but I haven't yet let go of my breath. I've just taken in all that right. oxygen and now I'm holding on to it. And, I, you know, I'm I'm very purist. I want to make sure I'm doing full push-ups, you know, none of this like kind of halfway stuff. And I can get to close to 50 with my breath held somewhere mm-hmm. between 40 and 50 before it's like, okay, I got to take a breath. And then after that, as soon as I let out the air and I keep doing push-ups now all of a sudden i'm really heavy mm-hmm. and oh jeez yep. this is hard but today i set my new record 60 push-ups holy shit yeah no way i could have done that before. and on your 38th birthday see look at me oh amazing living life <laughs> um so that was another real effect and I was super impressed. You think? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it is. Well, I mean, I, I'm saying without testing it properly against other people, we can't know. Well, I'm just saying at least I was able to experience what he was right. describing that I was yeah. very skeptical about at first. I was like, what is this? Right, right. I've been trying push-ups after this and it's doing nothing. Yeah, wild. It was truly impressive. It, and also it is the exact sort of thing that I think we would get uh, both answers to if we said, so it's okay to hold my breath while I do push-ups? Uh-huh. You'd uh, uh, get like well i mean you probably shouldn't if there's anything that is sort of wrong so so no but also here's an example of 15 people doing it yeah well i i mean at least this one you're gonna be on a hopefully surface that you're not gonna hurt yourself on and the worst that can happen is yeah exactly yeah the worst that okay that is the worst that could happen (laughs) (laughs) but aside from that yeah you're probably gonna stop before you get to the point of passing out or something probably uh also under exercises they have a four minute meditation um Mm -hmm. i've only done that once then under this kind of central section of exercises, there's forward bending. Oh. And so Wim Hof has his own little method of doing maybe seven to 10 short, quick, deep breaths, and then leaning over to uh, increase your flexibility. Oh, like uh, touch your toes. Exactly. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. So you get to do that with him. So I do that every day. Nice. Um, and I'm limbering up. Definitely, I can feel my head getting closer to my knee each time. Uh, but I think that would happen whether or not I was doing the breathing. Sure. But he has kind of his own little explanation about here's how you kind of hold your breath, lean over, you wiggle into the position, then you let the air out. And sure enough, when I let the air out, I do feel more of the pain. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. there might be a little something to that. Uh, then these just seem kind of silly to me. Every day I do the reverse balance. That's where you're just kind of like putting your feet up in the air. And you- uh, okay, I'm looking at that picture and I can't tell. Oh, oh, okay. Th- that's the head back there. Looking up, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I do that sometimes in yoga. Okay, mm-hmm. so, you know, uh, he's just saying, oh, you're increasing blood flow by having it go the opposite direction. You're letting gravity take blood to your head. Okay, for all the yoga uh, devotees out there, it is a shoulder stand. Ah, thank you. Um, that's what I've been doing. Um, and then, and then there's a separate entry for headstand. Oh, yes. So then I'll go, so then I'll go hold a headstand. Sometimes I need the wall. Sometimes I can do it on my own, but, but I'll do a headstand for about, uh, a minute. And, and then there's the shelf. You've probably seen photos of Wim Hof doing this, like the vice documentary about him the thumbnail on youtube is him balancing where he's just on one hand oh my ex-boyfriend used to do this okay Mm -hmm. yeah so uh the idea is yeah you've got your elbow pushed into your body and you're just balancing on that hand Mm -hmm. using the elbow to hold you up and of course they're teaching you to do it with two hands but i can't even do that yet yeah. I've had no success with the shelf. Well, you remember Craig. Yeah? Yeah, Craig would do that all the time. Impressive. He was very strong. I don't have any achievement points. What? <laughs> no badges for the shelf. Yeah, he would do great at this app. All right, so I need to work on that. But then you get over to the cold shower. There's videos everywhere of, oh, by the way, you'll love the video of the reverse balance because his dog. I was just going to say, is there a dog? Yeah, oh, excellent. His dog shows up in many of the videos, but the dog's particularly entertaining in that one. What's the dog's name? I don't know if he says. Oh, rude. He should. Anyway. I bet someone on the internet knows. I'll look. Okay. <laughs> This is really important. Wim Hof's dog. I'm listening. I've been doing the shower section through this 20-day challenge. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so it's broken up into weeks, and each week has five days. So they're kind of encouraging you to take breaks, take a couple days off. And in fact, the app was like penalizing me at one point saying, you've been doing too much. Stop. Oh, wow. Okay. Take it easy there, fast guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Hey, wise guy. Yeah, but I still did the cold showers. So it starts you out on just 15 seconds. And I like this. They they Mm. don't try to have you jump into cold water right away. They say, start with a warm shower, get the blood flowing. Mm -hmm. Then at the very end, turn it to as cold as it will go for 15 seconds. I can do this. And for whatever reason, I thought, oh, 15 seconds, that's nothing. I'll do 30. Okay. And so I just started doubling every one of them. So I started yes. with I started with 30 seconds. I achieved my first week. And then second week uh, was 30 seconds per shower. So I did a minute. Week three was 45 seconds. And I, I haven't taken 80 days off. So I've been doing cold showers every day since I started. Wow. And so now I'm up to week four, which is one minute, a.k.a. Uh, oh, two shit. minutes of cold. But once it gets started, it's always this nervous feeling of like, oh, mm-hmm. no, it's the cold. Oh, it's so cold. Right. But then once then you're, you're in it, it's fine. It's that initial shock. Yeah. If anything, like I have to make sure I keep kind of moving my body around to get freshly exposed on different parts of my body because otherwise it doesn't even feel that cold. You hmm. just you do get used to it. So then I'll turn my back. Okay, now that's cold. Oh, under the arms. Oh, that's cold. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that's a little bit of that effect that they saw in the study with the two twins. Right. Uh, that came up when th- they were talking about that surfer in the book. They were um, saying that uh, David Blaine 
had mm-hmm. come by. Oh, the, the magician? magician? Yeah. Okay. And he had said, oh, I can withstand the ice, and, you know, sitting in a cold bath. And He's just walking by or what? No, like he came to visit this guy because he has a well-regarded training program. Oh, I see. But okay. he was saying like, oh, yeah, that's no problem. Like, put me in. I can last for, you know, X number of minutes, you know, 45 mm-hmm. minutes or something like that. But then what they did was they had the ice moving around or the water circulating, mm-hmm. and he had to get out really oh, quickly uh-huh. because that's very different from sitting stationary in ice. Oh, for sure. Uh, So the movement of the water is definitely a factor. The dog's name is Xena. Oh, Xena. Okay. Yeah. I I feel uh, like I would have remembered that. This is great because on their website, there's an about page with every person who works for the Wim Hof Institute and their picture. And the last one is just Xena by herself. And it says, Xena, dog, inseparable from Wim. (sighs) Xena knows all the company's secrets. Shamelessly exhibits herself on Instagram. Oh my God, I'm going to follow her. That's adorable. So yeah, there's lots of little ways to get into this and little ways to motivate yourself. And of course, at the very end, you have all of these badges. There are 40 badges you can earn for achievements. And I've just noticed as I'm earning them that most of them are rare, ultra rare. And so I think people download this app and they sign up for Mm -hmm. it. But some of like these basic achievements, uh, like the breathing badge, only 45% of the Wim Hof community has the first badge for doing one basic breathing exercise totally believable this is i think the universal experience with apps yeah you download them and then you forget they're there and i think sometime tomorrow i'll be earning this uh the second breathing badge for having done 20 times in a row and that's listed as super rare 12 percent and then the one beyond that for having done it 50 times is only five percent oh my ultra rare And yes, so many of these achievements, like already my showering one is listed as only 5% of Wim Hof community has this badge. This is really how to break Ross's in my brain. Put a number on it and we're like, we we have to do the thing. We Uh, have to do it. The 20 days of push-up exercises, that's 4% ultra rare. Okay. The forward bending, only 4% have gotten to the 20 times using it. So yeah, I think a lot of people get this app and they're like, I'm going to do Wim Hof. Mm -hmm. And then they fall off. They whim off. They whim off. Mm, Yeah, I like like it. Okay, okay, thank you. So, um, anyways, I yeah, I don't know. We'll see what comes first. Either I'll get sick or I'll earn. I don't know. (laughs) I I currently. Oh right. I have fifteen badges. Let's say if I get to twenty-five badges. I'll call myself done with the Wim Hof method. What will you count as sick? What if you just have like a sore throat? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I'm not sure what the... If I feel like, oh, I, I need to stay in bed, I can't get stuff done. Okay. That kind of sick. Okay. If in order to stay productive, you have to take a nap of more than one hour. Oh. Two in- hours? Interesting. Okay. Sure. Okay. That sounds like a reasonable metric. Uh, But yeah, it hasn't magically made my skin clear up. I mean, I've got the eczema Mm -hmm. still. I got Mm -hmm. some bug bites recently and they're inflamed. I've got got some skin that's still healing from falling a few months back and it hasn't magically cleared up. So, you know, I'm still experiencing inflammation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Which is bad. Maybe. (laughs) That's the cause of all disease or 80% 80 of disease. 80% of all disease. So, you know, I'm doing fine, uh, but it hasn't like magically increased my energy. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll do the cold shower in the morning, but, you know, I can still get really tired in the afternoon or even listless some nights. Well, you know what I realized the other day? 70% of life is work. Yes. We only use 10% of our brain. Okay. And 80% of disease 
is inflammation. All right. 70 plus 10 is 80. Coincidence? Yes. Oh. But, but I like where you're going, Carrie. Thank you. Yes. I'm a pattern-seeking mammal. Using your noggin. For what it's intended for. Well. Bad math. <laughs> well, Ross, what would you give the Wim Hof method on a pseudoscience rating where one is something that's not at all pseudoscientific, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, you and I share uh, a huge fraction of our DNA with non-human primate cousins. Okay. Yes. Well, that's true. That's just true. Backed up by science. And then 10 is something that's like ridiculously pseudoscientific, right? Like instead, we share most of our DNA with goat sperm. Oh, no, that's Come not on. true. Nope. Silly. Psh, oh, goodness. Okay, well, this definitely, you know, sometimes we have to talk about how, okay, well, we're not talking about literal pseudoscience because no science claims are being made. Science claims are being made here. Big time. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a huge part of this method and, you know, Wim Hof's talking points and the appeal of this. It's scientifically validated. Look at all the scientists involved. Um, <laughs> so for that, re- this is tough. I, I, yeah. I'm having a hard time putting a number on it, but I'm going to say seven. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. Because there are real effects going on. Yes, verifiable things, uh, impressive things. It's all really cool. And some of it's cold. But I think it puts so much work on someone who really wants to suss out what is scientific and what isn't Mm -hmm. in this method that you have to do a lot of external reading and that just listening to Wim Hof and some of the other acolytes of this method is going to throw you in the wrong direction. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. I was thinking uh, seven as well. Oh, wow. Um, Look at us. (laughs) Look at us, everybody. I also want to tip our collective hat to Dr. Rohan Francis. Yeah, Um, there's a video online, uh, Dr. Dissects the Wim Hof Method. Yeah, so he's an MD in training uh, cardiologist who broke down the parts of the Wim Hof Method that he thinks are scientific, the ones that aren't, and the ones that are kind of in the middle. Yeah, it's a great video. Yeah, yeah, highly recommend and I really liked kind of how he broke it down into like, well, there are some things that that are almost surely true, like right. short-term immune response, short-term being very key, um, mental well-being, yep, asthma management, probably because uh, you are improving your lung capacity. And then there is possible things like, okay, maybe you increase your energy, but how exactly do you quantify that? Uh, concentration. Mm-hmm. Very possible because you're activating these systems that are for focus, mm-hmm. right? Like adrenaline will make you focus, right? Right. Um, arthritis, maybe. Workout recovery, maybe. And then there's like his no list. Like yeah. there's no evidence for this. Why are they saying this? Th- though he does say, you know, it could be true, but right now there's no justification for right. it. Right, right. And for that, he has the idea of any long-term effects on the immune system. Mm-hmm. The short-term, yes, but long-term, no. Uh, sports performance, mm-hmm. that's a big one. Fibromyalgia relief. Mm-hmm. Chronic Lyme disease. Yeah, one day we'll do an episode on chronic Lyme, but that's a whole other ball of wax. It's already a controversial diagnosis to begin with. Yeah, Parkinson's mm-hmm. and uh, improvements in creativity. That's an interesting claim. Oh, yeah, that is interesting. So, yeah, that's a great resource. Also, uh, he highlights Scott Carney, the journalist who wrote that book, What Doesn't Kill Us, that I'm working on right now. He does a pretty good job of breaking down kind of what's legit and what's not and and remains excited about the method itself mm-hmm. like with so many of these things we review it's one of those uh there's a there there and then you overblew it a little bit uh-huh. yeah 
Well, what would you give this carry on a pocket drainer value? Where one is something not very pocket draining, like planting a plant in a pot. Okay. And watching yeah. it grow. Whereas 10 is something very pocket draining, like uh, someone sells you some beans that will grow a <gasps> giant plant. Oh my God. Outside. <gasps> but they sell it to you for a whole cow. Oh, but it's going to make a huge plant? Still, oh my God, worth it. It's a bad worth. idea, Carrie. Um, okay. So we spent $120 each on the seminar, mm-hmm. which is, you know, pretty, pretty penny. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think they could have done it for more and still gotten just like a bougier clientele. Mm, mm-hmm. um, and I'm glad they didn't. So I'm going to say still expensive, but not ridiculous. I'm going to give it a four. Okay. Yeah. And I think if you get in the long waiting line to work with Wim himself, sure. yeah, people pay lots of money for that. But you can also use this app and maybe give them a dollar ninety nine if you want. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. And you'll probably lose interest and not <laughs> keep up with it. That seems to be the case for most people. But uh, yeah, I would say expensiveness is not the barrier here. I don't. I don't feel like this is a big money making venture. Yeah, me neither. So, uh, so yeah, I'll you know I'll say three. Okay. Well, what about on a creepy scale where one is something that's not at all creepy? Like uh, you come over to my house and Ella Poppy runs up and she licks your toes Aww. and you give her a little scratch on the head. And a 10 is something incredibly creepy. So you come over to record the podcast mm-hmm. and the door opens on its own. And as you walk in, it's just the inside of a human's ribs. Like you're just walking <sighs> through a human rib cage. With all the intercostal muscles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now that I know that phrase. And there's just a beating heart in the center. Oh my God. Yeah, that's crazy. At first I was going to say that happens all the time because Carrie will open the door. (laughs) She'll hide behind it. And then either she'll just want me to be mystified that the door opened up on its own. And you are. Or Ella's face will pop out from the side of the door (laughs) as if Ella's the one who opened it for me. And she'll say, hello, Uncle Ross. This is uh, endlessly entertaining for Carrie. But yeah, the whole uh, inside of the human ribcage thing, very creepy. Yeah, I'm going to say relatively low on this. I mean, there's just the creepiness of running out of breath under ice. But, you know, hopefully no one's going to end up in that situation because that's that's a Wim Hof thing. He gets to do that. Yeah, very little creepiness scale. I feel like any fear of extreme cold exposure is something other than creepy. Danger. Yeah. Yeah, right. So so I'll say 1.5. Okay. Oh, interesting. How about you? I Yeah, I'd give it a one or, I mean, even a zero if a zero were available because mm-hmm. that is the one thing I feel like they don't do at all that separates it a bit from other mystical versions of the same kind of stuff. This is more just like you do this at a gym. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're not like trying to make it all that otherworldly. I'm sure there are versions that are, but it's really more... I don't know. The the thing your friend who does CrossFit would do. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, well, what about a danger rating then? Uh, where one is something not very dangerous. Mm-hmm. You uh, stay in bed. You, you breathe normally. <laughs> uh, I mean, do that long enough. and Yeah. yeah. Whereas uh, 10 is something incredibly dangerous. You ride up into space mm-hmm. and you try to breathe there. <laughs> okay. Yep. Can't do it. You just can't do it, you guys. No one will even hear you scream. Uh, true. Okay. Uh, this is so tough because they talk out of both sides of their mouth so much about their warnings. Mm-hmm. But as a result, I'm going to... You know what? I'm going to ding them for that. Yes. So I'm going to say... 
eight. I think. Oh wow. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. If they were a little more careful about being consistent, I would feel like they were more concerned for my safety than covering their own asses. Okay. But this sort of like, oh no, you shouldn't do it, but really, you should. Uh, I feel like that doesn't consider my well-being. That considers theirs. And related to that, there's, you know, people tossing out their medications and saying, oh, I don't Oof. need this. Yeah, yeah that's bad. Like, well, okay, I'm glad this is working for you. And it sounds like things are going well. Uh, but am I only hearing just the cherry pick stories for the bright, happy people for whom this has given positive results? It's, yeah, it's a, a mixed and bag there. did you there. titrate down that medicine with the care of your doctor? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's that. And we even heard people at our workshop saying, oh, yeah, but I don't like pills. So I'm here to find some alternate way to handle X. And then, yeah, these, you know, people have died. Clearly, there's warnings and the warnings have cropped up because of people dying. But I don't think it's completely stopped people from dying because Mm -hmm. they get this inflated sense of, oh, I can accomplish anything. Mm -hmm. And then they try to accomplish something that, that no one can do. Or it's written down on a form, but the actual breathing human being in front of you gives you a different impression. I think most people just following the basics of breathing and taking a cold shower rather than jumping in a lake or anything will be fine and it's mm-hmm. you know good motivation i'm, I'm having fun doing it mm-hmm. so, so i'm gonna say six but okay. just knowing that there is some inherent danger there totally what about on a hot drinks rating <laughs> where one is yes hot drinks and zero is no <laughs> thumbs down thumbs down come on i mean i can't give a the good opposite hot drinks rating to something that has me taking daily cold showers yeah though i bet after you do wim hof best cup of coffee you ever had oh should try that yeah i'm a mormon oh wow i I don't drink coffee big subject drop (laughs) nine years in well thank you everybody who has listened to our wim hof series yeah and thank you so much for being a part of the show's community and especially thank you if you have become a member or upgraded or been a member this whole time yes. during Max Fun Drive. I second that and I want to heartily thank everybody who's kept supporting us all along. It's a wonderful thing. We really appreciate it. So thank you to all of you. Um, and if you haven't had a chance to become a member yet, you can do that at MaximumFun.org slash join. Yes. Thank you so much. Happy birthday to us. <laughs> <laughs> I think we could talk endlessly about the Wim Hof method. Uh, so yeah. So we'll stop there. Agree. Well, that's it for our show. Our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton. Our administrative manager is Ian Kramer. And you know it. You love it. You can support this and all our investigations by going to MaximumFun.org forward slash join. Now's the time to do it. Now is the time, people. Get your freebies. And remember. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to you. Now into the blue. Thanks for your time. And I wish you a good night. Or a good day. And a good life. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.